boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Mariah Waika. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we have a special guest with us. And her name is Danny, and we're really looking forward to chatting with her today. Remember, as you listen to our conversation, if you get lost, the transcript and audio guide are on our website to help you out. Danny, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this moment, so thank you so much for taking <laughs> me. It's for real. It's like I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts. I actually got to listen to some of it, so I'm really excited. Awesome. Perfect. So since you are new to the podcast, just introduce yourself a little bit. Where are you from? Well, I go by Danny. My name is Daniela Fuentes. I am originally from Chile. And actually, I always say I'm from Temuco, which is the south. I'm really proud of being from the south because I think it's the most beautiful part of Chile. Sorry, guys <laughs> from the north. And I've been back to Chile for the last, gosh, three years now. I spent eight years in the U.S., so for me, it has been a period of adapting back to my culture, actually living in Santiago, Chile for the first time in my life these past three years. I love it, and I'm excited uh, to be here sharing some of my story, I guess. Fantastic. Okay, so let's, let's start with, so you grew up in Temuco. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to go to college in the United States? Oh, gosh. Well... You want me to be completely honest? (laughs) Actually, I felt like God was leading me there. I went to a school that was uh, private and originally funded by Baptist missionaries from the South. One of our principals, he was actually an alumni at my school where I went to school too. Oh, okay. And uh, he created a scholarship for a graduating senior to go and study on a full ride. Cool. Uh, Of course, like the fact that it was free and you would be able to experience a whole nother college experience was really compelling to me but uh, to be quite honest I felt at 15 that that's where God wanted me so I worked really hard to get the grades and to be able to apply for the scholarship and I got it and so I just left when I was 18 which is very very uncommon for Chileans. I was going to say (laughs) that is that is not the typical from what I've seen, I don't want to speak for mm-hmm. all of Chile, but from what I've seen, that's not the the typical path. No, and that's scary to leave your no, that was super country, your family. Brave. And how was your English before you went? Did you have to study a lot or did you go to an English-speaking high school? I actually, yeah, I had to study a lot. My high school had a focus in English because we were funded by English-speaking people. So we did have a good level of English and they say that if if you really want it you could graduate speaking english and that is the case for i think most of my friends actually when i arrived to the school because you know in chile schools can go from kindergarten all the way to like graduating senior in high school in my case i joined the school when i was in eighth grade 
at that point, my English was non-existent. Uh, <laughs> my friends were able to like pick up a lot of it. I did not like English, actually. Uh, really? My, no. <laughs> my dad would push me all the time. You have to learn English. It's going to be great for you. And I would be like, nah. I don't care about it <laughs> until for some reason I I got this feeling that I needed to go to the US and from then on freshman year I said okay I have to learn in my school we had three levels A B C and I was I started of course in level C and then by the time I was I guess a junior I got all the way to level A and from then on I got like every chance that I got to speak to some American some gringo I, I would take it and I think that helped a lot and Danny um, is a mega extrovert, and so yes. when she says that she took every chance to speak to a gringo, yeah, she I'm, means it was every chance. It's, it's really bad. I'm not kidding. Like I would get on chats, and then also because uh, of this program, the same program that took me there, we had kind of like similar um, benefits for people from the college. So every two years, um, every three years. Uh, people from the college, my manager, <laughs> people from the college uh, would come to uh, my high school and they would do like a whole week in the high school. My high school is uh, Baptist, so it would be like a spiritual week or whatever. And so we would get to meet them, talk to them, and I would be like a mega stalker and like always like be, make friends with them. And then after that, get their hotmail because back then there was hotmail. <laughs> kind of old guys and uh, and then I would like write these emails to them like every week to <laughs> so, practice your English to though. practice my English literally and so by the, super committed I mean I don't know what it was in my mind I just had this I guess this goal that I wanted to achieve and I, I think I should go back and look at those emails because it was <laughs> full of like really bad grammatical errors. But I tried, you know, I put myself out there and then by the time I got to college, of course, I could I could understand a lot and I could speak a lot, but it wasn't perfect by any means. Like, yeah. right? I mean, that's the complete learning process mm -hmm. of a language. You kind of have to fall on your face and just put yourself out there. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't learn. For reals, like in my opinion, I tell that to my girlfriend all the time who is trying to, or is already learning Spanish, but from the beginning when she didn't know anything and everybody who wants to learn language, I always say, if you want to learn, you have to strip off the shame of making mistakes. And if you think Great of- Great advice. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how we as uh, children learn, we learn by making mistakes like it's how any baby starts to speak they're gonna speak wrong at first they're gonna get corrected with correction they're gonna learn and then finally they're gonna speak so we cannot pretend that you are gonna be able to speak perfectly without saying a single word so right. you have to say them you have to make the mistakes and then little by little your brain starts catching up and then all of a sudden you are bilingual and it's crazy like the shame is your worst enemy and you have it's to just get obstacle. over it so you had this goal, you felt really drawn towards going to the United States since you were 15 years old. Yes. <laughs> and then once you got there, what were your impressions? How did you feel? <laughs> to be quite honest, like once I got the scholarship, I was like so excited. And then all of a sudden I felt like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> is this really for real? Am I really going to leave my family? Like, yeah. for me, family is really, really important. I think for, for most Chileans and or South Americans, our families are like a big thing in our lives. My mom was obviously still trying to convince me to stay till the very last minute. Where was the school? In Kentucky. 
Kentucky. Yeah, right. you're not, Kentucky. You're not so going to California. There were probably a lot of Chileans in Kentucky. No, 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 no. In fact, I think it was like only the people who came, who come from my school. So in that case, like three other people from the other grades above me were Chilean in my school. Okay, and so you had a little community. Yeah, and but once I got there, I felt like it was where I had to be. And Did you feel prepared? You said that you really hit the books. You practiced every yeah. chance you got. But when you got there, was it different? You know, different words were being uh, used, the accents, oh everything. Yeah, I mean, I think I was prepared to an extent. But of course, there were a lot of challenges. I mean, to begin with, like, group conversations were, like, awful at the beginning. I could not understand a single word. So I understand every single of you who come here trying to listen to Spanish-speaking people all at the same time and be like, I'm just nodding, but I have no idea what they're saying. Like, that was right. me for the very first weeks in college. And for me, who am an extrovert and I love, like, joking and having fun, at first, it felt like a little bit of a loss of identity, not knowing how to express myself or how to be myself because I didn't have the words or the ability to like just be quick enough to be myself, I guess. First it was challenging. I still feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the more you do it, like the better it gets and then you find yourself again and maybe you are a different person once right. you get to that point, you know? Uh, so what is your advice, I guess, for someone who is in a similar situation where they feel like they have a good comprehension of English, but then they don't feel like they have the personality or they don't understand group conversations? Yeah, I think just be patient with yourself. I mean, it's going to be frustrating. Like, I understand. I cannot say don't get frustrated. It's going to be frustrating. But be patient because I think that with time, it, it just gets better it has to like your brain is so amazing like there are points in life where like your brain is only picking up certain sounds certain words because it's only capable of doing that and with time it starts to pick up more and more and at least it's my experience and probably you guys who are learning a different language like you realize you get to a point where you're like somehow guessing words and like you're just is this a word like i don't know if i've ever heard it but like for some reason you just guess it and that's just your brain which is capable now to pick up things without you even being conscious you know uh but at first at first it's normal like your brain cannot just make up every sound and make a concept out of it because it would be crazy like not every sound is a concept either so it has to have an adjusting process and it's not going to happen really quick you just have to put yourself over and over over and over until you get there mm-hmm. and then of course you're then going to have accents and then for me in particular hearing certain accents in the south was super hard <laughs> and then i had one professor ironically in my first communication class i am a communication major my first communication class was with a professor who's mumble all the time and spoke really low. Oh, I God. had no idea what he said for the first weeks of class. No idea. And it was like a, a speech class. So uh. I had no idea what he what were the instructions or anything. So that was a bit scary, but I don't know. You get through it. I feel like we humans are just capable of so much when we put ourselves out there. So we just have to risk it, you know? Totally. And I guess you said you lived in the U.S. for mm-hmm. eight years, yeah, give or take. What made you want to come back? To Chile? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, when I first <laughs> got to the U.S., 
I'm never going to leave this country. I love it so much. I had like a blast. I had the best experience of my life in college. But by the fifth year there, one year after I graduated, it started to get really hard to say goodbye every time I came back to Chile. And a big part of it was uh, missing my family. And then another part is actually missing my culture, which was interesting for me because I felt like I, I personally had a really easy time adapting to the American culture. Like I loved everything about it. One of the main differences there and here, or at least where I lived there, in my opinion, like people once they go out and start working, they tend to get a little bit more individualistic because it is an individualistic culture. I mean, compared to the South American culture where we're very collectivistic, our lives are surrounded or they go around having time with people. Here in Chile, I mean, they're gonna make time to spend time with their friends, no matter whether it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like if it is 11 p.m., if it is midnight, it doesn't matter. You're going to make the time because it's a priority, you know? Right. In the U.S., I feel like the priority is mostly like your close-knit, like it's your partner, um, maybe your, your close family members, um, and then if you have close friends, you might see them, but you'll have to schedule it. It has to be on a calendar, and it has to be like, okay, we're going to meet in two weeks, and it's going to be like at 8 p.m., and then we're probably going to be there until like mm, like 11 or 12, and then we all Carefully got to part ways. And for me, that was killing me because uh, I'm right. a highly spontaneous person, and having things on my calendar actually stressed me out. So I'd rather a friend call me right now and say, hey, you want to do something? Sure, I'll do it. And a friend saying, hey, do you want to hang out in three weeks from this time to this time at this place? And so to me, it started to feel a lot like I needed that kinds of relationships that you can right. get in a country where spending time with people is priority. I think right. that was a big thing. So you and your partner, who mm-hmm. you met in the United States, mm-hmm have since moved back here yes. and have been here for three years. Yes. So what has it been like for the two of you to, for you to readapt and for your partner to adapt oh to gosh. living here in Chile? You know, it has, uh, I think we've had different experiences, of course. Of course. To begin with, my partner came with no Spanish. So that was like a huge deal. So, so brave. Yes, yes, yes. One might say she loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And to be quite honest, when I thought about coming back to Chile, I really thought that I was going to be here for a year and I would be like, yeah, let's go back to the U.S. Because I thought, you know, my entire adult life, I I lived in the U.S. I knew how to relate in a workplace in the U.S. and like my experiences as an adult, all there. And coming back to Chile, I thought... I'm just probably gonna hate it. Like, I'm probably not gonna like my job, my boss, the way people do things here, all the crazy things, like how it takes so long to do certain things that are so easy. And of course, I hate all of that. Yes, I do hate bureaucracy. I hate the lines at the supermarkets that are so stupid. I hate that you have to go to the notary for every single little thing. I, I hate that people are so inefficient, that you go to a restaurant and people do not know how to serve you well, that you have to beg people in the stores to sell you crap. It's like, to me, like the most mind-blowing thing. I hate all of it. Of course I do. But turns out that I really, really, really 
like the culture here like i thought i i and it compensates for all the little things that make me angry and make my partner angry to me like being able to make friends really easily hang out have people who care for you drink a piscola or drink sex. a piscola <laughs> dude i'm a like piscola fan i never was before and now i just could drink a piscola every day if, if, if they would let me. <laughs> and and now that you're back like how often are you using english all the time. All the time? Okay. Yes, all the time because it's part of the reason I think I, I've had a better experience than what I imagined I would have. I've been working for my job right now for a year and it's all in English. I mean, at least my work with my coworkers, my boss is all in English. When I used to come back, it would be so hard for me to speak proper Spanish because I was so used to speak English all the time. In the US, I barely spoke Spanish. I did not have Spanish speaking friends. Uh, all of my friends were American. And so I would have a hard time like remembering words in Spanish. Now I'm like back to be able to speak like full Chilean some somehow. Like they are people are always asking me if I'm if I'm from a different country though, because I have a weird accent in Spanish. It's like a mixture of accents, I guess. I think I would not like Chile so much if I did not have this part of the to me the US in my life. Some of our best friends are from the US and we see them every week. So having that part of the culture in my life helps me also be happy here, I think. Right now, for me, the American culture and English life is so much part of my identity as it is like the Spanish-speaking part, so, right. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing this part of your story. And next week on the podcast, we are back with Danny to chat a little bit more. She alluded to this earlier, but to chat more about her work what that entails and to learn a little bit more about what it's like to work for a startup in Chile. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.